It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Here's Daniel Mullen sitting down with one of today's top music makers on Real Roots Radio. Larry Sparks on Real Roots Radio, member of the Bluegrass Music Hall of Fame, and we're so glad to have him on our airwaves today. Please help me make welcome the king of bluegrass soul, Mr. Larry Sparks, to Real Roots Radio. How are you doing today, Mr. Sparks? Doing fine, Daniel. Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Be with you. Always a pleasure to chat with you, Mr. Sparks, the number one lonesome rambler. There's been a a renewed focus uh, earlier this year on the bluegrass history of southwestern Ohio, and you are a huge part of that story. Uh, Why don't you tell us uh, what it was like growing up in southwestern Ohio and how you think that impacts the music that you make today? South Southern Ohio has always been great for this music. Uh, always has been. And it still is. It still has run over from uh, another generation now. You know, some of the older generation is still with us, and uh, but a newer generation is coming in, and they're, they're, they're walking right in the same path. And that's good. Uh, probably, you know, uh, a lot of the Kentucky people settled in Southern Ohio. Uh, my mother and dad came into Indiana back in the late twenties. And then they went to Ohio because Ohio is a, a lot of jobs, a lot of work in Ohio, you know, in the Southern Ohio. And uh, that's where a lot of folks settled at. And there uh, you had uh, the radio WPFB in Middletown, Tommy Sutton. I remember him. He was a radio announcer and he come on every day and, and like you do. And uh, there was a Jimmy Hibbert after that, uh, well, a few years after that. And then you had, uh, a few years after that, you had Moon Mullins, Paul Mullins. He came on the same tradition, you know. But back before Paul and years before him, uh, I grew up listening to, you know, WPFD and uh, every day. And at night, WCKY in Cincinnati, uh, they're with that, you know. And that was two Nelson King and Wayne Rainey on WCKY spinning the right. good country music. Right. Yeah, Wayne Wayne Rainey was uh, uh, on every night. You know, I think seven o'clock or something. He came on. We just stayed on to like ten o'clock, and and then the afternoon was a tradition there in that area. You know, from like three two thirty three o'clock up till maybe five in every day. I think that's what Paul uh, your uh, your your grandpa Paul Mullins had. <laughs> uh, that time slot, I believe, around. He came on at three uh, till five. I do believe it was. I'm not, might be mistaken on. But all, all that, all, all that, uh, you know, you, you grow up and that's there. Then I had WSM, you know, at in, in Nashville. I listened to that too. But Southern Ohio was a thing every day, every day that the music played every day on the radio, and that was great, you know. And it was very, very popular, very popular, and. Uh, just like your show is and uh and it's you know people still accept it i'm so glad they do that's it's great you know you grew up uh being exposed to bluegrass music at a young age and at a young age you had the opportunity to work with uh hall of fame uh bluegrass band the stanley brothers you were just a teenager and you mentioned uh my grandpa paul moon mullins he kind of helped introduce you to ralph and carter didn't he yeah, he kind of mentioned the word to uh, about me, and also uh, Jack Lynch and Dayton. Jack Lynch had uh, 
a, a recording company there, Jayland Records. Ralph did uh, actually two albums for him, his mm -hmm. label, and Jack Lynch and uh, and, you, and Paul Mullins both. It's uh, kind of told Carter and Ralph about me, and and uh, that's how you know Carter got acquainted with me, and and he liked my guitar playing an awful lot. I I didn't uh, I didn't know what I was doing, but he liked it, and but he uh, I played their music and their songs and and fit you know i didn't overplay but i played what what needed to be played with you know and, and not uh, anything that would interfere with their singing because carter and ralph was so good together you know they matched so perfect and, and their singing was and i sure like like the stanley brothers always always did and um but they uh they matched so good i, I took the job with uh, ralph in after Carter passed away in 66, de uh, December of 66, I took the job with Ralph in February of 67. Uh, he asked me to sing with him, and uh, uh, Jack Lynch told me that he, uh, Ralph was coming to a place in Dayton called Tom's Tavern, and that was in February of 67. And he said, why don't you come up? And I said, okay, I will. So I uh, went over to the... Uh, Tom's Tavern there. I think it was on Fifth Street. I'm thinking right. Uh, and the house band was Roy Lee Sinners and Jack Lynch. They had a you know a good band there, local band, and they played there at the Tom's Tavern. So I went in and uh, they got me up to sing a couple songs there, and uh, I got up on stage and sung a couple uh, uh, songs there at the at the place. And when I got through doing that. Uh, Ralph sent word that he liked to meet me outside. So I didn't know what he wanted to do. I mean, to. <laughs> so I met him outside in uh, at his car, and he had a brand new uh, Pontiac station wagon, '67 Pontiac. And uh, he talked to me. We got in, talked a while, and what's I'd been with him before, you know, with Carter and stuff. And, so we, we knew each other, sort of. And um, but he asked me would I be uh, willing to interested in singing for him and uh, taking the spot that Carter had, you know, in the singing. And I said, well, it'd be an honor, you know, to do that. And if you think I can do you the job, why, let's go for it. And we went for it. I think I did five albums with Ralph all together. I've recorded five albums with him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How how many years were you uh, uh, a Clinch Mountain boy? Well, with Carter and Ralph, it's kind of part time for like a year and a half, over a year and a half or two years, whatever time was there. I think back, and then with Ralph, another three years. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say probably four four and a half years total. After your time as a Clinch Mountain boy, you decided to to strike out on your own and form Larry Sparks, the Lonesome Ramblers. What were some things that uh, you did to make your music sound different than the Clinch Mountain Boys? Yeah, I love the sound, you know, the Stanley sound, and but I knew I had to get away from it, uh, Daniel, because I, I couldn't sing the Stanley sound and and do that. Uh, that wasn't going to work, so I had to give it up. And uh, you know, I left on good terms with Ralph. We we had no uh, no problem at all. We all always remained uh, friends through the years. And, uh, but probably, uh, I guess I, I came up with 
started coming up with different songs, you know, and different lyrics, different melodies. And my guitar playing, I, I guess, come in more to my own playing as time went along and sort of left the more of the Stanley uh, style playing, you know, and went into more uh, playing from off the top of my head, you know, just from my, from my heart out and playing it. And I'd miss a note or two, but I'd keep, <laughs> keep on going and I'll let it right. But uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of work, you know. This this music is a lot of time, and it's, it's not a picnic out here. I, I know I'll tell you that it's not a picnic, <laughs> not a picnic at all. And you know, it's a twenty four seven job. You've got to keep your lamps lit if you're going to make it work. Because you know, there's so many times that it don't work, and you fail. You have failures, and but once you learn how to handle failures. And, 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 and have a, a, a failure and the bottom drops out of everything. You've got to learn how to pick it up and put it together and make it work. You know, you've got to do that. Now, anything you do, uh, you, you got to do that. And that's what I did. I learned, I learned it and I learned, uh, you might say, the hard way. And I'm glad I did. I didn't uh, have anybody, any manager. I didn't have nobody, but, you know, just my own self promoting my music and, uh, and I, I promoted myself from California to New York, Canada to the Gulf, and I've traveled all over. And, and, and you know, I made it I made it work. It, it wouldn't have worked if I hadn't made it work. You know, it would not have ever worked. And you got to make it work. Well, keep your lamps lit. Don't don't blow them out. So and stay open 24 seven in this business. It hasn't always been easy, but uh, you're you're nearing 60 years in bluegrass music. What are some of the biggest obstacles that you've had to overcome during your musical career? You know, Daniel, uh, this, uh, I'll have to say, I'm, I'm not bragging. Don't take this the wrong way, because I am not bragging at all. But uh, there's never been, never been any times I have never not made it in this music. Mm-hmm. It's been, I've had low times. I've had low times. But I've never been without. I've always made it, always made it work, always. And I think God had his hand on me even back in them days. You know, I really do, to do, to, to pull me in and, and be with me and help me. And I didn't even realize that, you know, at that time. But he, he was there with me. And, uh, but it's, uh, it's just a lot of uh, things that you, you have to go through. You know, any any job, any, anything you work at, you're going to have uh, you're going to have problems. You're going to have, especially when you're kind of self-employed. You know, you, you uh, and I look at this music. I put up a fence. You got a fence. You see a fence. On one side of that fence is music, and you you enjoy that music. You take care of that music. Use it. Don't abuse it. On the other side of the fence, it's all business, and you got to put them two together mm-hmm. and make it work. You mentioned your your faith and, and the Lord looking out for you. Your new album is called Ministry and Song, and it's an all gospel project. Your first in about a decade, uh, which you know gospel albums have always been a big part of uh, your musical career. Um, why uh, after after a little bit of a, a wait for a new all gospel album? Um, what can folks expect when they hear the new album, Ministry and Song? Well, you know, I got behind on this. Uh, I should have had one out before I did, but the time got away from me. And the clock don't tick backwards, you know. So time just kept rolling. 
<laughs> and busy on the road doing shows, doing shows all the time. And and so I got behind on gospel, and I I don't want to do that, you know, again. But uh, this this uh, ministry and song is the title that I wanted to title the album. I had uh, mentioned it to Mark at Rebel Records, and uh, Mark's a good guy to work with. He's I've been with Rebel off and on for I guess. 45 years or so and the good people good good company to be with and uh i've worked with other companies too other recording companies but uh i i think when people you know hear this album i i think they'll they'll be touched by it and uh, the songs that i chose to do and it's uh the ministry i want i told marcus i like it there's one title I, i like to put on this on this project and that's ministry and song. And he thought about it. I guess he agreed with it, you know. And uh, I said because these songs is an is a ministry. It's just it's just uh, it's not preaching, but it's a ministry, a gospel ministry and song. And that's that's what this album is. Well, why do you think it's important to use your gifts uh, to help minister to people? You know, uh, I think a lot of people need it, and I need it, and we all need it. Uh, I think that uh, God expects me to do this. I'm doing what I'm what I'm supposed to be doing. I really am. I'm, I'm supposed to be doing exactly what I'm doing, and I've analyzed and went over it before, you know, and before you know years ago. And is this what I should do? Is this really what I should do, you know? And, you know, and all the time it was just, it just fell into place. It just fell into place. Should I go all gospel? Should I do what I'm doing? Well, to do what I'm doing, you know, I, uh, the songs that are not gospel songs are are, are good, strong, uh, what I'll say is story songs, you know, everyday uh, life and uh, songs. And uh, I, I try to, keep it that way you know keep the keep the songs real about uh things that happen in, in people's life but uh but I, I think that um that this will be you know this this is what i'm supposed to do and i i know it is and uh god has given me this my talent to do what i'm doing and he expects me to do it and i'm not afraid because i know him i'm not afraid See, I am. I do fear God, but I'm not afraid because I'm with him. My heart is with him and he's in my heart. And that's and with that. You, you're not going to lose. You're not going to lose. He's been keeping it real for 58 years. We're so glad that the king of bluegrass soul, Mr. Larry Sparks, has joined us on Real Roots Radio today. The new album is called Ministry and Song. You can learn more at LarrySparks.com. Be sure to see an updated tour schedule as well. Thank you so much for joining me on Real Retrader today, Mr. Sparks. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much, Daniel. Good to be with you. Good to be with you, my friend. Pick your day up with music that is sweet. A slender, high-spirited person needs a sugar pick-me-up. The Daniel Mullins Midday Music Spectacular. Weekdays, 10 to noon on Real Roots Radio.